With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support for this podcast comes from Pluto TV. Need an escape? Drop into Pluto TV for a world of free TV. Stream hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and shows all for free. Yeah, free. No subscriptions, no fees. Imagine 24-7 channels of Narcos, CSI, Star Trek, Survivor, and everything else from hit movies to binge-worthy TV shows, the latest news, live sports, comedy, and more. What are you waiting for? Download the free Pluto TV app for Android, iPhone, Roku, and Fire TV and start streaming now. Pluto TV. Drop in. Watch free. WandaVision is over, uh, but Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just getting started on post-show recaps here. It's everything is super. It's a transition episode as we are saying a final farewell to WandaVision. We are saying hello to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I myself am saying hello and farewell as well. This will be the final everything is super podcast that I'm going to be on for a minute. But we've got an incredible panel for you, as always. He is my uh, uh, least favorite favorite person. He's the best worst person I know. Kevin Mahadeo. Hi, Kevin. Josh, but what is Falcons if not Vision persevering? What is Falcons if not Winter's <laughs> Soldiers persevering? Uh, Latanya Starks is in the house as well. Hi, Latanya. Hello. I'm How here. How are you? You're here. I did it. You did it. <laughs> We all did it. We all really, did it's, it. It's an accomplishment considering the day we're recording on, the fact that we're all here. We and I have it. been calling it's... for more dudes, just yeah. generally. i just mm-hmm. like, you know, we need more dudes. So One more. Yeah. We've got one more on the horn as I leave the podcast. He is arriving. He's been on Everything is Super in the past, showing up for the next several weeks to hang out with Kevin and LaTanya and you, Mike Bloom, Mr. Mike. Welcome to the oh, podcast. Yes, I you know, given a little bit of behind the scenes details, uh, we all asked an old wise and Josh Wiggler, "Are you going to keep going on everything is super for Falcon and the Winter Soldier?" And he just looked out contemptibly at the lake and said, "No, yeah. I don't think I will." No, I don't think I will. <laughs> so I think this makes sense. I'm sort of the the U.S. agent, right? I'm like the palatable white guy that is replacing the, <laughs> the, the, the lead here. Yeah, be careful. I don't know what they're going to do with U.S. agent Mike. I don't think you want to no, be no, that no. guy. Yeah. Would be my bet. Maybe not. Uh, not want to be. What are you handing him? That's the big question. You're not handing him a shield. <laughs> a, what, is, what is Josh Wiggler handing my, over uh, to Mike? It's Bloom? my a pizza. It, yeah, well, yeah. the pizza is sort of shield shaped. I suppose like mm-hmm. the the Josh Wiggler artifact to hand over would be uh, the the Wogglers Wimbats hat from Torbjorn <laughs> Fraser. Mm-hmm. Which is the boot? Which is the bootleg Wigglers Wombat oh, hat? Oh, I got it! Oh, I got the it! The only one of its it. kind. 
Uh, and so, like, that's how you know it's the vibranium vibranium shield of uh, but do of I, but do I, is do the, I really course, deserve it though? Yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like I deserve it. I'm gonna hang it up for now and just like contemplatively stare at well, it. Well, how about this, season. Mike? How about like a six podcast exploration of whether or not you're worthy of the <laughs> of the Wimbats hat? Uh, as no, I'm so appreciative of this crew for being so cool about me needing to take some time off. The job is is awesome, but it's intense and it's insane, and I want to make sure that I'm really devoted to it and so i'm just uh needing to take uh, another podcast off right now i have full confidence that the three of you are going to do an incredible job on the show and i think like as we were uh in in the midst of like doing doing the handoff i know that we we wanted to certainly like say some more stuff about wandavision because there was so much that happened in the finale and we also have tons of feedback that we want to get through but also we want to set up falcon and the winter soldier so it's a jam-packed occasion and i figure a jam-packed panel to uh to to get it all done so that's what's going to happen here today as we're going to say goodbye to westview say hello to i don't know whatever i don't think it's just one town dude do we have to change because you you did a great job with everything is wonderful is there is there some sort of punniness? I know I'm, I'm sort of doing the offline stuff online here, but I wonder if this I is also had, an excuse for crowdsourcing. I had the thought, Latanya, that if uh, a weeks ago my thought was going to be like the world outside your window isn't so great right now, but here on Post Recaps, everything is Falcon great. Uh, everything is what? Falcon <laughs> what? super. What's Falcon great? Yeah, it's like <laughs> sort that? of like. Uh, it's, it's like a frack. It's, it's like a substitute. Yeah, yeah, that was the sure. idea. Yeah, uh, out of your falcon mind. No, yeah. I think, I think the, the, the substitute that I saw in the Discord oh, was like, everything. I everything see. is super soldier. Okay. I think yeah. is, what is the one. Oh, that I everything saw. is super soldier. Is everything good is too. Super soldier is uh, very aggressive. It is aggressive. <laughs> it is aggressive. Everything is falcon. Now that I get it, uh, I like it's it. Kind of clever. It's yeah. It's. <laughs> It is kind of clever. Like kind of like a triple kinda. underline kind of clever. Yeah. 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 Uh, like below the line clever. Yeah, which is sort of my specialty. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Just always under the bar, Josh Wiggler. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody yeah, yeah. goes over. Josh doesn't go over the bar. He just yeah. limbos his Listen, just like right any, under any regular plebe can go over the bar, but yeah. it takes yeah. a real ingenuity yeah. in mind to go under the bar. I yeah, live just, under the bar, folks. It's so, called limbo, people. People do it at parties. So I don't know what. <laughs> Whatever, what, are, what are parties? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh no! Virtual Zoom limbo. Um, yes, virtual Zoom limbo. Listen, that you, is the second EP we're putting out as a band. You figure it out. You can figure out exactly what it is you want to say. I leave it up to you. But how about this? Let us begin by saying goodbye to WandaVision. We've got feedback to get through. Um, I also would love to just like do like one last round of around the horn. Um, commentary on on WandaVision. If there's stuff that we feel like we didn't touch on in the in the finale podcast that we want to get into here, and um, Mike, since you weren't here for any of WandaVision, I don't know if you want to kick us off and just ter- in terms of like what are your takes on like uh, not just the show, maybe even, but also like uh, Marvel's foray into television, which is not its first foray into television, but it is like Marvel Studios going in on TV in this way for the first time. So if you want to combine that with like your WandaVision takes, I think everyone would love to hear those. Yeah. So, I mean, to that point, uh, I think that WandaVision, not necessarily from a quality perspective comparatively, but I think we just watched the Iron Man of Marvel Studios television. To your point, Josh, there has been uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is is probably the most akin to what Marvel Studios has done in the past, even though 
sort of non-canonical or at least like produced in a sign line capacity uh, that does that tied in maybe to some of the stuff going in on the movies. But this feels distinctly different of we're going to take some of these second bananas maybe and make a whole piece of banana bread out of them. That's nine episodes long. Uh, and, and so to that point, I think that this this does feel like a distinct step in this direction for a franchise that has really, you know, cemented itself on serialization for for going on a decade at this point. So I think that, you know, with that being said, much like the first Iron Man movie, I think I could cop a lot of similar comments and map it onto WandaVision and that I did think it was solid. I think there was much more good than bad, even though I think in retrospect, and especially I think once the studio gets a few more series under their belt with both old and new characters, we'll look back on WandaVision and be like, yeah, it probably isn't my top ranked Marvel TV show at the moment. But but I think that there's a lot of promise there uh, with just the direction that they're looking at and how they're looking to incorporate a, a weekly viewing structure into the MCU that is more so about tentpole two hour franchise, two plus hour, I should say, sometimes even three plus hour franchise films. So, you know, I, I also want to couch some of my thoughts in the recent Assembled documentary that came out uh, in this past week, where they did this with The Mandalorian, uh, doing this now with WandaVision, assumingly with the other Marvel Studios shows moving forward. This is just sort of like a behind this the documentary scenes was longer than any single episode of WandaVision, by the yes, way. It truly it was. was. This, yeah. this, this was the hour-long episodes that they were being rumored, right? They said, oh, yeah. Kevin Feige said hour-long episodes, but they really just meant Assembled, and that's basically it. But for those of you that didn't watch, it's essentially a behind-the-scenes look at how the series is made. A lot of eye-opening details, uh, namely Paul Bettany's ears, which you didn't really think about until you saw him blued to the max uh, with his ears hmm. sticking out and watching Someone the... Someone blued him. Exactly. Hmm. Uh, I, think, I think we know what Paul Bettany's joining once, you know, the world opens back up if Vision's not in the picture anytime soon. Arrested really, development. Yeah, he, yeah. or he could, he could go to Vegas and really, uh, <laughs> you know, drum up a storm there. But it was really great to sort of, I, I think, when the finale left things on a note <laughs> that so I thought glad, was... <laughs> That was uh, that was fine, as as I think you all, you know, I, I think you all said, I think with varying opinions, the, the finale ranged from like pretty good, not the best to maybe uh, anything's in a problematic way. I think that this was a way to sort of like reinvigorate, at least for me, the passion that the show brought to me, seeing uh, especially things like. Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez writing the music. All that the, was cool, yeah. yeah all yeah. the details provided to like bringing in a studio audience for the 50 stuff. It reminded me why the first basically like six episodes of this show were so much fun to yeah. watch. And so I yeah. think it was, it was a great reminder to sort of call back to all that, that even if the ending either landed with like a whiff or just like a fit, I don't know what's, I don't know how to automatopoeia, like a, that uh, sounds like, like a, yeah, like a bag of lunch dropping yeah. to the ground is what that yeah, exactly. sounds like. So, yeah. Exactly. So whatever noise you want to assign to it, I, I think that th- that Assemble documentary at least reminded me that, yeah, you know what? Even though there were some plot points that, that did not land well, the show overall, I think, was not only extremely well done, but I think extremely fun to talk about in a way that I have not experienced since Westworld and before that, all the way back mm. during our Salad Days of Lost. Um. Latanya, mm-hmm. uh, what what would you like to? How would you like to look back on on Wandavision? Like the finale, sure, but like beyond the finale, anything that like you feel like you know a week out, more than a week out now from the finale dropping. Like, where are you at with the show? Like, what are some of the predominant things that you're you're thinking about as you're still like chewing it over in your head? Yeah, I've watched the show again, and really the whole thing. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I, that's awesome. I really love it. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I had some things to say about the finale, but I wasn't as down on the finale as I think a lot of people were. I was just annoyed that there was no accountability for a clear uh, criminal. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but you know, like that aside, I have never, probably not since six feet under, um, and then the leftovers had this type of, seen this type of exploration of grief and trauma on television before, uh, not in this way. I mean, obviously you have all of your like golden age of TV, uh, shows and characters and they're all dealing with trauma and grief and all of those emotions in some ways. But many of those people are men and they're just not dealing with it. And so it's interesting to see a perspective that's like how a woman chooses to not deal with her grief is to, of course, create a pocket dimension. Um, As you obviously. Do. Yeah, yeah, I did it yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> you gave nope. me the tour. It was pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a, it's opening a good place neighborhood. Basically, it's fine. Yeah. Lots of yogurt, um, frozen yogurt so everywhere. Much yeah. I want to yeah. visit Starkville. Are you allowing yeah. visitors in? It's Starkland. Yeah, Starkland. Ooh, <laughs> I, like like to I like to imagine reality like dresses are better with pocket universes. Oh, I mean, yes, <laughs> things are addressed. Thing people are like the fashion is fantastic. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I there are still so many things that are indelible for me about this show and th- like listening to Mike, um, you know, with that classic, like hindsight of we'll look back at this the way that we did Iron Man and then like rank it later is really interesting to think about because it's one of those types of things where it's like, you always love the first commodity that comes out first the most, or at least I do a lot of the time, mm. um, or at least it has like a special place in your heart. And I think that for a lot of people, going through everything we've been through collectively and as individuals and as families over the past year, um, we needed a weekly catharsis show. And despite what you think of what happened with the ending, this definitely gave us that like tome of meditation on just on grief and, and trauma and what it does to people and what it can do, what it can turn you into or what it has the potential to transform you into in a positive way and about the family that you choose, even if it's the one that you create, <laughs> I guess. Uh, so I really, really love the show for all of that stuff and for being here with me at a time in my life when I definitely needed it. Yeah. Kevin, uh, when we, when we launched everything is super with the Marvel cinematic universe rewatch, uh, mm-hmm. getting close to a year ago, by the way. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Uh, wow. Uh, I would love to know when was that? When was the first Everything is Super? Five? God, was it was it this weekend? Was it like no? I think it's like May. I think it's no. May, right? Everyone's been celebrating, uh, you know, anniversaries of essentially going in lockdown this past week. So if truly Everything is Super is tied to that. That is just extraordinary. No, I think April second, yeah. yeah. April second, twenty twenty was the mm-hmm. launch of Everything is Super coming into um, a year. Oh my god! Uh, wow. I'll, I'll have to make it a point to be on whatever episode of Falcon the Winter Soldier that is. I'm not missing the one year anniversary. I think it's gonna be like yeah. episode. Uh, this gonna be episode three. We could do like a halfway check in point with you, John. Yeah, I'll 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 come in. Um, 
But Kevin, what I wanted to talk about was like we, you know, we had it's this the paper anniversary, by the way. We, okay, uh, so <laughs> Kevin, let's get each other some comic books. Uh, make, make some paper, make some paper falcons. I'll make yeah, some more. I like that, uh, Kevin. When we launched this, we had like a structure to it where like we were going to rank everything along the way. Yes. Uh, and so like we had that on the scale of like zero to six infinity stones. Um, and I think one of the things about, uh, that effort that was probably easier than to try and do this right now for WandaVision is, is kind of what we're talking about, like the benefit of hindsight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like our most recent one was far from home. Um, so like we, you know, we still had like over a year's worth of distance. So like I feel like in terms of like any kind of like official rating, I would love to do like next year, like lock mm. in our official scores for WandaVision, like do a rewatch, uh, like sound off with like the, the year's worth of benefit of like what does the thing look like. But I would love to know because I know that like I don't I don't remember if we talked about this online last week or if we've talked about this offline, but I think like you had said to me like your instinct is like four out of six. Yeah, which, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I I agree with everything Mike said. Like, to me, this ended, like, even watching it, I'm like, this is like the Iron Man. And I know, just from experience, because as soon as he said, I thought about it. Like, we had that discussion when we talked about Iron Man. You were way higher on Iron Man 1 than me. Historical value and stuff. Historical value and all that stuff. And I, I understand that, but it didn't, like, come into my you know, overall rating. So it ended up in a 4 out of 6, which I think is exactly where Iron Man 1 landed. And I think that's where... I am on this. Like, I enjoyed the show just like I enjoyed Iron Man. There's things I really love. There's things the show did really, really well. The story about grief, we've talked about that a million times over. But for me, along with the story of grief is the acting and the sitcom stuff that they pull off is so yeah. incredible. Like, as a fan of a lot of these sitcoms that, that I watched, you know, growing up or it's seen on, on reruns and Nick at Night, um, I'm, I'm a big Bewitched person. Um, seeing what they pulled off, the, the, the mannerisms, the tone, all of it was so incredible. I, part of me wishes the show was just the sitcoms, right? But there's the stuff it did really well. But for me, there's three things it did not so well. Two of them huge for me and one of them kind of, uh, and I, that did affect it in the end. And like, again, I, I reiterate my ultimate area is like four out of six, but That's like positive. You're skewing positive. Yeah, ultimately, skewing positive ultimately, above average, above average. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but like the thing, the Hayward stuff is is not going to ultimately sit well. Just as just kind of like a like okay, that was just a waste. Yeah. Like Iron Man, Iron Man one. That's your that's your Obadiah Stane, right? Like the complaints of Iron Man. That's your Obadiah Stane moment. Oh, um, if only the, we had Hayward talking about how Vision was just a box of scraps. Oh my if god! Only, can you oh imagine, my gosh, Can you imagine? He was in that room, and there was White Vision. Was just like I built this. With a box of scraps, and like they turned the camera, and it's white vision sitting there. Yeah. Plus, that would have changed everything. Changed yeah. It would have been great. It would have been great. And then he could have gone and shoot shot some children anyway. Yeah, and you would have been like, "Ooh, that's bad." But that box of scraps. Uh, that box of scraps. That line, yeah. though, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, um, maybe I'm turning on Hayward. Maybe you know, I, the fictional no. Hayward we have made in our heads. Yeah. But yeah, White um, Hayward. Oh wait, no, that's just Hayward. No, it, he. Yeah. So he appears to me as White Hayward now because <laughs> I saw a Law and Order SVU episode with him where he was just the biggest racist. Oh, oh no! No! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, does this no. dude have like a type of person that I, he plays? I really oh, hope no. that he doesn't. I, oh, I what a terrible typecast. Oh, <laughs> I've seen shows where someone always gets cast as like the racist cop, and I'm always just like, "Oh God, I'm, that sucks." That, yeah. that is like, you. Just, yeah, you just have the look, and it works. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You just gotta watch Good Girls. Yeah. You know? yeah. 
Great show. Uh, thank you. Manny Patinkin, so good. Um, Manny Patinkin. But b- beyond yeah. the Hayward thing, right? Like, so that's that's the least thing. The two big things for me that ultimately uh, affect the show on a higher level is the Evan Peters of it all and the Ralph Bonerness, and of course the ending. Yeah, um, like that. That those things do uh, ultimately bug me. The ending, especially, you know, like the the no accountability is such a huge thing that like does not sit well and rubs me a, a extremely wrong way. Sure. Um, but like those things do ultimately affect it for me. And like there is great, like I said, yeah, skew positive, right? Like four out of six, which I think is a fair rating for me. Um, and we'll see where the rest of it goes. Maybe it changes further along too. Like maybe I do in a year come back and I have the Josh Wiggler effect of let's like, oh, but like, especially historical value in comparison if the other shows aren't as good. Uh-huh. Like, well, I guess this one's pretty good. By yeah, one of his was best. That was the yeah. one. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. well, I mean, what you're also going to have in your mind as well a year from now is you're going to have Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. in your head as well. And I, I do wonder when, if and when you have the discussion a year after the fact how much that's going to come into play because it, it's so interesting that we're, we're sort of putting WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier right next to each other because WandaVision had this sort of sword hanging over uh, its entire head, if you will, saying like, yeah, it's the company. Oh, it's the exactly. Agency. Saying, oh, well, whatever happens here is going to directly influence what happens in Doctor Strange 2. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, as much as I have seen, there are currently no plans, at least explicitly for a season two for a movie, etc. So we're looking at like a fully encapsulated six-hour series or six-episode series, as opposed to WandaVision, where I do think amidst the speculation, right, was this idea hanging over your head of, okay, we gotta, you know, let's find out how this informs Doctor Strange too. Is Stephen Strange gonna be making an appearance? Is is this where we get the, the multiverse popping up, which certainly fed into that Evan Peters conspiracy? And so I can imagine that this almost might even be like chapter one of Scar- the Scarlet Witch saga, right? And, mm-hmm. and I wonder when you have the full story together, if that includes that motion picture, does it then allow WandaVision to be viewed a different way when you know the st- how the story ends? Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I, just I don't hope- think I'll change on Evan Peters. I mean, that's not, it's not the multiverseness of it all that, that like bugs me. I just think it's a... I mean, there's a lot of things. But anyway, sorry. I, I just um, hope that... I would like to see the, the dialogue shift a little bit around um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, just because the way that it's been discussed so far has been, oh, well, Doctor Strange will fix this crazy woman. Right. Totally. Mm. Yeah. Um, And I so I would like for that. I'd like to look back, you know, a year from now after having seen Doctor Strange uh, the second. And be like, okay, Doctor Strange Junior, DS two, DS two, DS two, yeah, and and not be like, oh, okay, so he's a doctor, so he can also help like this poor woman's mind, or you know, I mean, there are lots of little like Easter eggy things that happened in Wandavision that I'm sure we will look back on too uh, in the future. Like there are lots of things that are plot holes now, but. It's Disney and it's Marvel. They'll be able to like figure out how to retcon it in a way. Um, so, like for example, I'd like to know why all these like little kids on the backs of um, milk mm. cartons keep popping up. Like, what does that have to do with anything? And if you're looking at the timeline of when Marvel or sorry, WandaVision happened, as compared to say when um, the most recent Spider-Man Far From Home happened, it's it's just there's some interesting parallels going yeah. on. So. I want to see the Scarlet Witch, the movie, you know, like mm-hmm. I want to see, yes. like, I don't need a, I don't need WandaVision season two. I think WandaVision was specific 
I think we could definitely argue whether or not it's closed ended. I think, Mike, I'll, I'll disagree with your point about Falcon and the Winter Soldier in only insofar as I don't think that any of these are ever really going to be fully closed looped. You know, I think that that's the that's the nature of the MCU for for better. And I think often for worse, actually, uh, you know, uh, I think like there's always going to be something lingering. Um, and I think that that's the case in WandaVision. Like if, we, you know, some of the conversations like, well, they'll deal with the consequences later, you know, like because there's more Wanda story to tell. Um, but I think like as far as like the specificity of WandaVision, I think I'm good. Although they did mention yeah. the 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 Twilight Zone influences. uh and yeah. like it did get me like Latina did get me like head cannoning like WandaVision season two is just like instead of like an homage of uh, sitcom history, it's like an homage of like all like spooky television. So it's like I uh, would Twilight love that. Zone, like something freaky 70s, you know, I would I would X-Files love that if 90s. it was like Dark Shadows, Twilight yeah, Zone, that'd be like, cool. all of that kind the of Munsters. You know, well, the scariest shows of all. Yeah. That. And so then, and then instead of having like a dark, twisted ending, uh, mm-hmm. it ends up having like a very funny, happy ending. You know, like, so they sort of like invert what they did uh, or <laughs> attempted to go for on I uh, want something. I yeah. want to see more baby pictures of vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So speaking of vision, because this is something that obviously there was a lot to get to in the finale. But speaking of open ends, I mean, we sort of have a version of vision back in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like We've white, got white raspberry vision mouse is, one. Yeah. He's now in living color and he flew off to who knows where. So I think that that's that's going to be also sort of like that might also play into multiverse of madness too, right? Because like now there is going to be a version of Vision a theory. hanging out there. Go I have ahead. A theory of where we'll see him. Uh, Give me, I, tell me it's in living color, except White Vision is the Jim Carrey of the cast. Yes, <laughs> we want Fire Marshal Bring Bill. back the entire yeah. Wayne's family, please. Paul yeah. Bettany is Fire Marshal Bill. Make it happen. Jim Carrey <laughs> as the Vision. Uh, mask style, the mask style. No. Um, I I think we're gonna see Vision again. Uh, in uh, Armor Wars is mm. my theory. My theory is we'll see Vision again in Armor Wars, which is the War Machine show. It's the show where like that's the log what they lo- called that show Armor Wars. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's based on a comic it's based book on story. A comic book story called Armor Wars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that, they, they try to steal Tony Stark's tech, right? Right. And so, like, I I expect like Stark's tech is stolen. Jarvis slash Vision is sort of technically Stark tech, and I expect like that like he will have been like 
reapprehended or something like that. Like that's that's my my theory of where we'll where we'll see. Well, Vision some again. of that was kind of laid down in Iron Man two, right? Like when who owns um who owns the tech was such a discussion, and Tony Stark had mentioned like basically as long as I'm alive, Iron Man is me and I am Iron Man. So if Tony Stark is dead. Yeah, who does that tech? And then like Justin, to? So Justin Hammer coming off, yeah. back would yeah. make sense, and like Justin Hammer with like the, I mean with the like legal, the personified Jarvis. The legal answer is Pepper. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but Gwen is <laughs> coming but Pe- back. But Pepper doesn't remember that she is uh, in Armor Wars, so she probably <laughs> will not show up on the true. set. <laughs> It'd be that's wild. Very true. It'd She's be never great. showing up for television unless yeah. Ryan Murphy asks her to. Yeah, um, she'll win an Emmy. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I think like to my to what I was saying before about like I want the Scarlet Witch movie. It's like I feel like I'm good on WandaVision. I'm yeah. good on Wanda and Vision for a minute. If they're gonna get back together at some point, it'll be really powerful if they're able to like kind of like give us you know we, they gave us a lot of the two of them together. Uh, you know, make us work for it. Show us more about the characters themselves on their own journeys. I think I would be really uh, interested in, and I think that like. Uh, like the idea of Wanda Maximoff is like the like sort of like with big Tony Stark energy right now of being like the most famous person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You just put the thing in the hex like she almost killed Thanos and look at all the stuff that she's done since then. Like that's really cool. Like put her in the spotlight, like give her a movie or her own yes. show. Like I would love to see that. I think that that would be really, really, really cool. I want that much more than I want WandaVision season two is I want yeah. like the Wanda movie or the Wanda show even is fine as long as it's like really centered on 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 her and, uh, and, and i think yeah. you can do that without it being wandavision season two and one of the reasons why i'm really glad for this show as well as actually i think that with the first three shows that that marvel studios is producing here specifically with this and falcon the winter soldier i i like the the direction with what they're proceeding with saying like we have an ensemble here let's focus on some maybe secondary or tertiary characters, right? Like let's, you could be very easily to bite that apple and be like, let's make a Thor TV show because everybody loves Thor. But instead they say, here are some characters that we can easily expand upon. And to that, I say, honestly, you know, thank you, Jack and Matt for making me care about one of Maximop and Vision in the MCU, because I'll be completely candid. They were interesting, but I mean, I'll admit through infinity war, I was sort of like, all right, let's yada yada through these love scenes and then, you know, Aww. build to build to the conclusion of it to see what Mike happens. Mike Bloom has no heart confirmed. Exactly. I mean, that's sort I mean, he's not wrong, though. Like, I think they, they had moments in character, you know, people like those characters. But Kevin Mardeo has no heart confirmed. Reconfirmed. Sorry, Josh, I'm taking over your podcast. But I'm glad they're taking the time to really, like, dive deep and especially the actors. Again, looking at this Assemble documentary, it just seems like Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany are just, like, really fun people. Yeah, they with. just seem yeah. like buds. It's it's yeah. kind of great, and so I um, love that they, that they were given the opportunity to do so, and that's why I'm really excited for for what's to come next as well. Because again, uh, in the cat movies are probably the the most solid in terms of like uh, a structured series within the Marvel franchise. That being said, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes have been good, but they could be better. To quote, uh, and, you know, <laughs> I guess a different type of property there. Uh, and so I'm, I'm happy that at least WandaVision and hopefully this show will, will display the fact that like we cast really, really good actors and sometimes we, we don't give them everything to do. So now we let's give them, give them an opportunity. 
And they're, these are the future characters of, of the franchise now, right? We're, we don't have Tony. We, we don't have Cap. We're, we're not, you know, Thor's going to be off in space. They'll so I think, I think this is, this is what it's doing is help building these characters out more. And like, yeah, to Mike's point, like I, I like Wanda Maximoff also because of her history of the comics, which I'm familiar with. I like Vision because of the history of the comics. And I like them in the things we saw when we did the rewatch. I liked Vision a lot more in, in Age of Ultron and, and afterwards, like there was a lot more to that character, but we don't get a lot. Same with Falcon. We get, we get quite a bit. But on the rewatch with Bucky, especially too, like I was like, oh yeah, we don't get enough. And my no. opinions of Bucky had shifted more towards, you know, my fiance of just like, what is why this guy? What what is everyone obsessed with this guy for? And it's true watching it now. Uh, but I think Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to do uh, a job of expanding on that stuff. We I like I like Sam Wilson already. I want more of him, and we're going to get it. And you know, I'm interested in finding more about like the Bucky stuff. So we're going to get a little bit of that. But I also think this spawned from. Um, something people had said since, um, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier, where it was those small scenes that Bucky and, and, and Falcon had where it was just like, can you move your seat up? Yeah. No. And no. just to like the like, could you have done that the whole time? Yeah, I hate, I hate you. you. Like people were just like, these two need to be in a buddy cop film or something, you know? And so... I think they're delivering on that many, many moons later to to kind of like uh, uh, help build that out, especially for these two people. It's like I think, Josh, you and I said it right. It's these are the two friends who aren't really friends with each other, but share the same friend. And now that friend is gone. This is George Costanza and Elaine Bennis hanging yes. out like this is what this is. Oh and there's God. something really fun about that and seeing there's, that come to fruition. There's something about that that. I, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I have to admit, I am not nearly as excited about this show as I should be for someone who's podcasting about it. Sure, that and, happens. And, that I, happens. and I think that it's because of the, and Kevin, you're immune to this because you don't watch any of the mar, like the advertising or like any of the trailers or anything. Correct. I just, I don't think they're good. I don't think the trailers mm. are very good and I don't think that they are doing the job that they need to do to like get me interested in this. I am a Marvel lifer at this point. So of course I'm going to watch this show and I'm going to podcast about this show. I will probably end up like, you know, a few weeks from now being like, boy, was I dumb. There's egg all over my face. I love this show. That's my favorite kind of podcasting LP. (laughs) It genuinely is. I love that. Yeah. But maybe not also is a possibility. I I just think it's probably because there's just, there's a lot of dudes you know yeah. what I mean? There's a lot of dudes doing military on industrial complex work and not for some reason recognizing that Falcon is not Falcon anymore. He like his the mantle has been passed. And I guess the government actually gets to decide who Captain America is. And so There's they get to trot someone stuff, out. Right? Here's well, the same well, thing with Tony. I mean, who owns the title? <laughs> who owns the let, copyright to the name Captain America? Well, let me say that on that note, Latanya, because I certainly coming into Back in the before times, and all this was initially slated out, I <laughs> of the three shows that were announced, I was definitely lowest on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because I was mm-hmm. like, all right, here comes some more, like, bang, bang, shoot em up MCU action, where at least WandaVision and Loki got weird. And as I've said on many podcasts <laughs> in the past here, like, I want to see the MCU get weird. And it got weird. Well, and I'm, I'm likes things getting weird. That's I'm, so odd. Who exactly. Knew? <laughs> so against the character. Right? Yeah. character. Never going to go full bloom. Exactly. But what I will say is, A, I think this will be, I wouldn't say a palate cleanser, but I'm excited for the change in tone that's going to come as well. As much as I enjoyed the mystery box quality that came with some parts of WandaVision, I'm kind of excited to take a little bit of a break. 
from that, even though I have seen some interviews where they're like, oh, there's just going to be larger mysteries that might even supersede WandaVision. Oh, we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm happy that we can certainly puzzle things out, but that will not necessarily be the focus of everything I'm imagining. But one of the things that actually made me really excited was the fact that if I'm going to be so candid, this will be my own sort of hot take that I'll put out and reinvestigate in six weeks. I think we are looking upon the precipice of the most timely MCU project ever. Uh, because there has been explicit mention by the showrunners about how they are going to use this show to tackle some modern day issues that the MCU hasn't before. I mean, you have, you have a, a, a black man being given the shield and he does not have the shield when the show starts to your point, Latanya. And I certainly think. And the showrunner has made this clear that they are definitely going to, especially given conversations that have occurred over the past year, talked about this idea of to be candid, can America tolerate a person of color, you know, be, being viewed as like the, the, the representative of their country. And that has certainly mm-hmm. been a conversation at, in the nation at large in the past decade. And so I'm excited for the MCU to tackle that, not to say like, it always needs to be political all the time. I, I understand why people can, can seek es- uh, escapism in some of these processes, but I think, you know, if, if you have an opportunity, especially with something like Captain America, which is so intrinsically tied into institutionalizing things and the, the government and our day to day is just like ordinary civilians. I think it, it would be a missed opportunity to not embrace that. Not only that, uh, we are at a time where trust in our institutions is at an all time low. And I think especially mm-hmm. in a world post Captain America, the Winter Soldier, where S.H.I.E.L.D. has been, you know, just completely brought down. By Hydra, this fact that you really can trust no one is what Nick Fury tells Captain before he, you know, faked his death the first time. There, there's a lot of really I mean, who hasn't, you know, exactly. Faked their Listen, own I've, death. Got, I've got I've got a <laughs> drawer full of fake IDs to prove the point. There's there's a lot of really interesting themes that I'm excited are going to come out uh, through the through Marvel, which has done a great job storytelling, but maybe hasn't taken the opportunity sometimes to like focus in on those types of issues and yeah. so i'm excited for at least the opportunity for them to, to to take the platform for a second see i really love that summation of things like that is a great way to market a show yeah in my humble opinion um as opposed to the like shoot em up you know i'm mad at you you're mad at me mm-hmm. we can't have a conversation without a woman like being like stop it boys kind of thing <laughs> yeah. uh you know yeah. i i love that swing on it a lot more so i also just want to say if you thought that we were done talking about race and institutions on this show 100 percent, yep <laughs> you're actually wrong and also um you don't get to choose when we do that it's yes. not just for black panther we can talk about race whenever we want yes million percent uh, uh yeah i mean i i i a couple of things one um I I love when Kevin starts if, off a couple things. Yeah, well, nothing, nothing bad. I um, if if the comics which have done this has proven anything about the question of can America handle a black person as Captain America for a large contingent, the answer is no. Um, and that's just not even in the comics. I mean, the people reading them who responded um, to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like that, that, and that is an interesting topic. And I, I do think the the show is going to explore that and to your point latani i do think you're you're not wrong that that is a way to market the show but this is exactly why i don't watch this type of stuff beyond getting spoiled like i talk about i don't want to be spoiled and stuff which is which is a big part of it but the other part of it is like you know for people who don't know this is my industry 
Um, I don't want to watch that stuff. I don't, I know, I know, I know the sausage being shoved into that tube and I don't want to necessarily have to Ooh. see it for something I'm excited about. Um, evocative. Mm-hmm. Kevin. Um, and, nothing if not uh, a wordsmith, my friend. Yes. Oh, yes. No, I am, and I chose the word specifically. Yeah, I know, yeah. you're good, you're good. I you're said good. sausage, damn it. Yeah, yeah. So, sausage. Uh, and shoved into tubes. Um, yeah. So, like, there's that part of it, and then exactly that. The interviews, like, if I had heard that interview of just, like, there's a mystery that's me bigger than WandaVision, I would have thrown up. Like, there's just so much in there that knowing how the PR machines and how this marketing stuff works and how they appeal and targeting on, you know, on social. Like, I'm familiar with all that. And I'm just like, I don't I don't need any of this. I do you, think, sorry, that like Kevin, an incredible podcast series someday could be like you just destroying trailers. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like cinema sins, but just yeah, for I just want to yeah, throw that. You catch that. Carry on. Well, it's, it, it is fascinating. Hire me. Mad Max Fury Road is probably one of the best trailers in, in modern history. It's a phenomenal trailer, but it did a failure in terms of like actually highlighting what the, who the main character of that movie was, which is Furiosa. And that was choice, right? So like you, you, we end up in these situations where it's, it's one of the best modern day trailers because it did the job of what it needed to do and revitalized the, the sound design and importance of music in trailers for uh, modern context. But it didn't do the thing, which is like highlighting that vital character because Furios is such a huge part of that film, but she was not such a big part of the cell of the trailer. Anyway, there's a lot in there. There's a lot that happens uh, when, it, when it comes to making this stuff. So that's why it's tough for me to look at that. But for me, I'm excited about it because I just thinking about the show assumed that was the direction like, like the show was going to explore based on what, uh, what, what Mike said, like, that's what I thought it was going to be right. Like how is, how is America going to handle the idea of a black captain America? How is the government going to handle that? They, because the government thinks they own that name. I'm, I'm certain they do. The same way they think they own Tony Stark's armor and tech. It's probably um, in the Sokovia Accords that the government actually does own it. If you look back at Civil War, which I have recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he, he uh, says this shield all their doesn't stuff. belong yeah, to it's you. It's the right? property of the United States federal government. Yeah. yeah. So that's all there. And I think that sort of exploration is going to be really interesting and fascinating. And, you know, and the buddy copness. I do think uh, the interplay, like just uh, from even, you know, not that recently, but I have seen stuff before, like way back, especially when we were doing the rewatch uh, between um, uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian uh, Stan, you know, talking. They have good. Uh, behind the scenes chemistry together and I, I i think some of that can yeah. translate onto here they really like making fun of tom holland which is wild but like <laughs> um, they're always uh, giving him juice i love yeah. it uh so like you know all that stuff i think is gonna contribute to like what could be a really great show um but we are gonna comment on the stuff that it fails at and you know if if they fail with the female characters that's gonna be commented on if they fail dealing with certain things about race that is gonna be commented on and uh so going into the show with um hope as I did with WandaVision, doesn't mean that the, the hope is going to blind me to a lot of stuff. It, you know, it's all still there. I'm still me. There's no point in which I won't look <laughs> for things that I can rant about. Totally. Uh, yeah. 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 I'm excited about the show for uh, a, a bunch of reasons. Uh, one is I'm, I'm so excited to see them, uh, what they do with Daniel Bruhl coming yeah, back yeah. as Baron Zemo, yes. complete yeah. with yeah. Complete, MCU villains. Well, he's complete, got the, with, complete with the comics. He's got the mask. He's got the mask. I'm very hyped about that. Um, I am so mad and sad still about Lodge 49 getting canceled. Uh, but Wyatt oh, Russell. Wyatt. 
Yeah. Who, mm-hmm. who is going to be coming in here and playing the U.S. agent and is almost certainly going to have like the most punchable face in the Marvel Cinematic Universe oh, for yeah. a long time. <laughs> for Would so be, long. For a long, long time. Uh, son of uh, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn? Goldie Hawn, yeah. yeah. You will also know him um, from the Ma- the Black Mirror episode playtest. Mm-hmm. Yes, yep, he played yep. the, the call mom. Really, yeah, everyone and, called their mom after that episode. And he, he is, he, if you haven't seen Lodge 49, I just love it so, so, so much. The he, hell he, is Lodge 49? I thought you made that up when you no, just said that. No, no. It was, it was, speaking of, speaking of marketing, it was really poorly marketed. It was it, so poorly marketed. But it's it also like kind of a show that, like, I don't know, Kevin, this would be another reason why I would love that podcast. It's like, how do you market this show? Uh, because it, like, it doesn't well, have a really much job. Yeah, I know. I'd be happy to do it with you. I also worked in, advertising and marketing i'm i'm here to listen to it i'm here to listen to it um i i think that the the show was like really hard to market but he basically plays like sort of like uh this like don quixote in modern day sort of like uh knight uh he's part of like an order of knights technically in uh in like uh southern california surf culture and it's so Ooh, weird and i was like daniel yeah Brule? no 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 God. wyatt russell uh, can you, daniel Brule is out here on the beaches, just surfing. Surfing. and 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 there's <laughs> just, just like Kevin, there's, Kevin there's no there's no world in which he is playing a character that is anything remotely like dudley uh dud the character that he played who was just unbelievably great um so i'm excited to see like his versatility uh and also to head canon that since he's kurt russell's son that uh, the U.S. agent is going to be Ego, the Living Planet's other son, and therefore Ooh, Star Lord's cool. half that's really brother. Funny. Uh, that's how I shall headcanon that. But I'm really excited about a lot of the the casting. I am, I would say, less excited and more like really curious, borderline nervous to see how like Marvel handles some pretty heavy topics. Yeah, especially uh, following the end of one of them. Yeah, right? I get like, that. I totally get like, that. Ooh, that was a bit of a stumble. I'm, I'm a little concerned they're going to stumble yeah. again on this one. But and I, and I think like anyone who's like coming into the podcast, I won't be here. But I, my expectation is like you're going to call what you see. And you're going to talk about what you see because you're podcasters and that's what you do. Uh, and I think that this is going to be a, a, a very big canvas to get into some heavy shit. Uh, and with also like a, like a huge, uh, a couple of scoops of crazy action on top of it and hopefully some zingers or funny lines and great characters and stuff. But this is going to be thematically rich, whether like that's because they did it well or because they didn't. It will, it will cut that way either way, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and there'll like, be a lot of things to talk about. Yeah. And like, look, some tones show, like, I, I get it too, right? Like, some tones, marketing aside, it doesn't matter because some tones or styles of shows are not going to probably hit everyone. Like, I, I talked about this actually for Captain America and Winter Soldier, where objectively I know, like, it's it's a great movie. People ranked it really, really high. It didn't get a six from me because at the end of the day, you're not like a huge spy guy, right? Exactly. I'm yeah. not a huge oh. spy guy. Right. Okay. Like, and same thing. I loved Logan. Logan achieved, I think, a little bit more because I'm not a huge Western person, but it did such good, did a good job of making me like Westerns. Um, so I think that's what it comes down to. If, you know, not like not every show is going to be for everyone. And even if it's objectively a great show, if, if the, if, if, if the style and genre isn't your fit, it's going to get a 5.4 out of 6, right? Like it's yeah. never going to hit the, the full six, even if it's objectively a perfect film um for for certain for certain people and so i think there's a little bit of that from not saying for me but just in the general public right like not everyone's gonna land on the show because it's not their not their genre 
Um, and I think that's okay. Not everything can be for everyone. It's just, it, it's it's an impossibility. I you want know, it there, all to be for me. About, <laughs> I for want me. a bean feast. What is a bean feast? I want zero part of that. As a person who doesn't normally like beans, no. A bean uh, feast is nightmare. Just go from the a bean feast surrounded by anglerfish is my nightmare. <laughs> Get that bean feast going, Kevin. You won't regret it. Well, I mean, talking about, <laughs> talking about the titular characters a bit, because actually I, I recently rewatched Captain America the Winter Soldier as of like uh, an hour ago, right before we came on to record, I just finished it. And, uh, you know, it's as interesting as those Marvel Legends fi- videos might be, right? Of like, here's a super Is cut that of interesting all the, the word we're using? I mean, listen, they they certainly help as a refresher, right? If you're not going to, like, watch the movies Fair that feature these characters. They're, yeah, and they're for people who have not kept up with the yeah, universe right. but want but, to but like people who have not done a full rewatch and podcast every but single it's, movie it's in an the interesting watch for the the two titular characters here because uh falcon i think again you know he was i'd say uh, winter soldier is probably his biggest movie so far he showed up in civil war and then had a couple of moments here and there in the in the infinity war endgame duology but i mean this is a guy who has an incredibly rich history he you know he what he tells steve rogers is like you know i lost my wingman and that's a, an event that really, I think, sent him into a, an interesting depressive pit that he was climbing his way out of by the time Steve Rogers passed him on the left several times. And so I do wonder if... The wingman is clearly going to be the secret bad guy of the series. He's not dead. He's still alive out there. And he's going to be played by Al Pacino. Ooh, that's, uh, no, definitely Goose, right? It's definitely yeah, Goose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. He's going to come back, what, like 30 years later? Like, yeah. oh, he's actually alive the entire time. For but the I love do, of Pete, give him his canonical cat. That's all I'll say. Aww. Give the Winter Soldier his kitty. <laughs> no, but I do think uh, I, I've been reading up on actually uh, Captain America Sam Wilson, which is a recommendation from Torby as well as I know, Kevin, you recommended it uh, in mm-hmm. the in the Discord. And I, I was like, oh, man, now I kind of miss him having a real life Falcon. I miss the actual Red Wing, not like the little drone. Uh, but I think to that note... Too weird for this grounded yeah, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, yeah like, we can't a have a telepathic uh, Falcon connection uh, in the same world. Not certainly in the world of talking raccoons yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. they're trash pandas. Right? Yeah. He's a trash panda, not yeah. a raccoon. Yeah. But I, but I yeah. do think that I thought he was a rabbit. <laughs> there, there is sort of like in looking at the post Captain America world, there is this idea of companionship. And again, I, I don't want to spoil the trailers too much, but there is a moment where Bucky says, "You know, we're not partners, we're not coworkers. Like, we're just sort of happen to be standing adjacent to each other while accomplishing the same thing." But I, mm. I am excited for Sam to explore that idea because he did have sort of a, a wingman in Cap for a while. But now that he's gone, I, I could imagine, and that's just the way I think that these stories are naturally told, that that's not going to be the thing. But I am, I'm excited about the Bucky stuff as well, and I completely agree with you, Kevin. The Bucky reveal is so fun, but I kind of feel like they dropped the ball with him the past few movies, especially. I mean, in the comics, Bucky becomes Captain America, complete with like his out-of-nowhere camo pants that he wears alongside the Captain America shirt, which looks... Which is a phenomenal run. Another high reco is the Brubaker, all of it, from the Steve Rogers part to the Bucky part, um, Mm -hmm. which drew a lot of influence for what we've seen so far, and probably will touch on some of the things we're gonna see, I think. But I think if, actually, linking this back to WandaVision, if you are talking about consequences, I think Bucky does have a moment in Civil War where I think he's he's talking to Steve and basically says, like, yeah, I did a lot of bad shit. And Steve's like, no, you didn't hide your deed. He's like, no, no, I no, still did it at the I end of the there. day. And uh, they made it very explicit that that's going to be Bucky's arc this season. It's going to be him really coming to terms with that. And again... Your mileage may vary. I can't as to wait for the scene where the Fratelli brothers are shaking him down and he's talking about the time. And the worst thing I ever did was the movie theater. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I want Winter Soldier I... to go full chunk. Yeah, and then Falcon just comes oh in, smashing through the window with the "Hey, hey you guys!" You guys. Yeah. <laughs> who's who's sloth in this case? Would that be like you bring in like armadillo or something, like a big hulking figure? <laughs> just to um, be like, Black Widow is is or is not out because this is your chance to bring in David Harbor, I suppose. As uh, yeah, I guess that would, <laughs> yeah, keep chained up in the basement that he's he's yeah, uh, yeah. forced to fit down with. But but I'm excited for that regard as well. That I think that again to go back to my point before, these are two characters who have pretty weighty backstories from both a, a comics and even like hinted at uh, throughout the films that just due to pure real estate, we have not had an opportunity to explore. Even someone like Sharon Carter, a uh, former brand steel winner on everything is super is going to have oh. someone who's also going to, who's also going to have their arc. Elaborated. That's a thing that I must have been here for, and I have no memory of. Yeah, believe I, it or I not, I remember Thaddeus Ross winning, and then I was just like, "This is wait, this that is happened." Is she, she, she was the winner. She was the winner of, of Survivor Civil War. <laughs> Am I okay? Uh, you so can't remember every brand steal that that Mike Bloom participates. That's in. Like, just that's impossible. actually crazy. Like I have actually no memory of. Do you that. know what? <laughs> Can people? Can someone please make a legends video about Brant Steele? My head hurts so much right now. The Brant Steels. Can you? Can you get on that? Also, while you're on that, if some like nice sugar daddy patron wants to take all of these different titles and send them my way, then I'll I'll figure out a way to get you my address. Wow. But but even someone like even like Sharon Carter or even Zemo, I think Kevin, you you said it in the Civil War uh, podcast, right? That like Zemo was an awesome villain, if maybe a little underutilized in Civil War, considering that the titular Civil War was the one that took focus, not necessarily the guy pulling the strings behind the scenes. So I, I'm grateful that this show is going to explore like the Captain America universe has engulfed so many different people in the three films it's put out there so far. Now that he's gone, we can sort of take the time to, to flesh out all these people because they also have their own backstories to explore. And I, I, I don't want to like, we will see what happens, but you know, this, this can also be a show about a different type of exploration of grief. I mean, I yeah. mentioned, you know, I joke with the George Costanza Elaine thing, but like, it is kind of that, that these two people were connected to one person that they both, you know, had a deep connection to, and that person's gone. So how do you deal with the grief of that person gone with this other person? Because like they are going to be bonded with each other through this and working together. Like so, I think there is going to be a little bit of that exploration as well. I don't think it'll be as heavy as Wandavision, which was focused so much on it. But I think we're going to see a couple different themes explored in here, which would be really interesting. And but in my head now, I'm also trying to figure out like who's George and who is Elaine. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like Falcon's Elaine, right? Who is and, the worst and, dancer between the, worst the two? Dancer. Well, I've well, seen Anthony, Anthony Mackie dance <laughs> like on TV, and he's not good at it. <laughs> yeah, oh, disappointing. <laughs> well, very I think, disappointing. I think, I think well, Bucky's really good at doing the robot, right? Because he has that metal arm. He's just <laughs> yeah, the metal one arm he's good at. for him. <laughs> I, I'm excited to see um, them unleash these two actors. Because Anthony Mackie has is forty two years old. He's been like in the wild. game. For, it's I can't believe yeah. that. When he's I 42. found that out, I was just like, "He's what?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's been in the game for a while, and like the way that I kind of first got introduced to him was so long ago, I can't even remember what it was. But I remember him explicitly in uh, being in. Uh, now I can't remember explicitly what he was in. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you remember the genre? I remember the Hurt Locker is the, that, is the, the one, Hurt that, Locker. I, the one I first like of him in. Yeah, that, that yeah. was uh, Falcon and the Hawkeye Soldier. It, was, it very much was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, like, the two Birdmen would have been side yeah. by side with each other. He went to Juilliard. Like, he's got some chops. Like, you know what I mean? He played 
Martin Luther King Jr. in that drama All the Way that I don't know if you all saw on HBO that was about like the all the ways in which Lyndon B. Johnson was just trying to like screw over Dr. King. Um mm. he's he's got just like all kinds of and and I thought that what he did in terms of uh Black Mirror was fantastic. So like I I Striking I bike. really loved him breaking down kind of like the um traditional like uh, kind of like black ma- masculinity. Oh, and he and he did that with another MCU star. He played with uh with Winston Duke, right? With Mbaku. Yeah, that's that right. Was, that, that was, was Yaya. Was, oh, was, was it? Oh, was it Yaya? Oh, I thought yeah, it was Winston right. Du- no, 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 Winston no, Duke is, was in another episode. It was Yaya though, who uh, from um, Black Panther from Aquaman, and of course, well, uh. spoilers. He was also in Watchmen. Um, is what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited about that. And like, I don't know how many people know this, but I'll like make it quick. It's just so a lot of people my age know um, Sebastian Stan as Carter Bazin from Gossip Girl. Mm, um, yeah. And he was like surprisingly good on that show. Like, he acted way better than he needed to act when he was on a show called Gossip Girl, right? And I've, I've seen some like, um, like plays that he's done online before. And he's actually like kind of a fantastic actor as well. So I can't wait to see what they do with all of the like trauma and just kind of how people who are in like this traditionally masculine space deal with the trauma and like losing a friend that's mutual. Um, you know, it is the kind of like move your seat up. No, I won't, but you know, about life for these two. So I'm very excited to see these two actors, no pun intended, spread their wings. Yes. Um, in this I think the pun project. was slightly intended, at least. Uh, yeah. And let's not forget, slightly. if we're talking Sebastian Stan, his other masterpiece during his younger days, the movie The Coven, uh, in which mm. he co-starred with Taylor Kitsch and had the famous line, I'm going to make you my weach. My uh, weach? Correct. Wait, what? Things that, that is are for made real. up by Kevin for one I saw that Kevin in theaters because, no. of course, I did. And it was years later as I'm watching these things, and I was just like, I saw Bucky show up, and I'm like, yeah, is that the is that the dude from the Coven? Is that and the then dude I from looked Coven? it up, and I was like, it is. And then I found out he was also in like Once Upon a Time, which was yeah. the main reason I went to watch Once Upon a Time. Oh, he regretted he a little bit of that decision. He played he did. I was so oh, right. that because I he was so good. I love Alice. He was. He was only in like two episodes because yeah, he yeah. became episodes. the Winter Soldier. So yeah. 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 He did a lot of jobs for Marvel. He was just like, all right, one episode here, one episode there. He's in the mouse's pocket. And he was also similarly tortured there. He played like the Mad Hatter whose like daughter had gotten kidnapped and mm-hmm. so he like, yeah. had, was like a slave to making hats for this like overlord. It's uh, Sebastian Stan likes to play tortured people, I suppose, or at least he tortured does. by uh, bad scripts in the form of the Covenant. He's very good <laughs> in uh, he was great in I, Tanya, I thought. Oh yeah, uh, that's a oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He was that's a very thing talented is like, actor. Yeah, their, their careers are so versatile. They're both so great. They're, they're really good. They're both fantastic. And I, look, and like, yeah, like the fingers crossed version, right, is that like I don't know, like when the, if these shows are done right, that they, they the reason why it's episodic TV as opposed to a movie is like so you can use the unit of an episode of television mm-hmm. to dig really deep into a character. Exactly. And when you've got some incredible actors behind it, Latanya, like you hope that that versatility is going to come out. Yeah. And just uh, real quick, I just love the idea of these two kind of like finding friendship along the way of whatever happens. You know what I mean? Because I'm pretty sure it's, you know, it's a Disney Marvel property. 
that the two of them will be bonded no matter what happens um, at the end. And so it'll be, it's a different type of expo- relationship exploration, which I think is great. Yeah. There's not enough. There's just not enough shows about men, you know, there aren't. <laughs> and I think it is something that's been wanting in the TV space for a time. So uh, I'm pretty excited about the show about dudes. Uh, so before we close out, uh, I do want to give, uh, I want to turn the microphone over to the audience uh, with some final sign off thoughts on WandaVision. Uh, a lot of people who wrote in, in the poster recaps patron discord with their final thoughts about the show. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to some people who had, some thoughts. So I'm just going to do a lot of reading right now, if that's okay with everybody. Uh, this uh, comes from Josiah first. I think this finale, the, the reception to the finale is ultimately going to suffer from over-theorizing. It was a pretty simple ending to a great show. That's the Josiah take. Um, from Bill, Bill says, I don't really know the comics. I've taken in all the theorizing, but the Wanda and Vision goodbye scene was earned and beautiful, and that's the kind of stuff I care about. I get that some may not love that, no, that no big reveal happened here, but I loved it. Um, from the great aforementioned Torby. Torby said it was a good episode. I'm totally fine with the notion of there being no big twists, but I was just a little whelmed by the episode in terms of the finale beats. Um, Torby has since reached out to me from this take to say, like, not me, the person who's completely reversing my take on the WandaVision <laughs> finale. So I think it rose in estimation for Torby mm-hmm. um, as of like uh, five days ago. Um, from Tommy, not of Tommy and Billy. Uh, Tommy says, at the end of the day, it was a series about Wanda and Vision, and it did that beautifully. Anything else was us putting our own expectations and would have been a bonus, uh, which was set up a ton. But the amount of character development we saw from both characters is more than we saw in any of the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tate says, after watching the finale, I could say I ultimately really enjoyed the show, even if it was imperfect. What excited me initially was the world-bending framework of jumping through decades of sitcom parodies. That intrigue surpassed my expectations. The progression, the reveals, and the inevitable theorizing weren't handled at the standard I expected from the MCU, but the performances were incredible. And I'm thankful to have spent so much time with these characters and actors. Tayona Paris is a star. Oh, yeah, she uh, is. Well, she's yeah. going to the stars, quite literally. Um, <laughs> some, some, yeah. some more, some more so goodbyes. Good. Some Love more. Her. Yeah, she's incredible. Um, oh, then did you, Latanya? Did you hear about the deleted scene? By the way. Oh, the one. Yeah, the one yeah. where it was supposed to be uh, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's this deleted <laughs> scene apparently where uh, where we were gonna <laughs> see Monica and the kids and Ralph in like an extended chase sequence from Senior Scratchy, the rabbit that would have ended up being like <laughs> an evil minion of Agatha. Yeah, and I guess he that they shot it. They shot it, but they like didn't like. <laughs> they I don't know. They couldn't finish the effects in time. I'm pretty sure they were like working on the finale. They just how, got done like, working. How, how dare you not finish that in time? Are you kidding me? You yeah, like, you hire a team and you, you get hire that a done. team and you give me senior scratchy chase sequence yeah. now. Yeah, well, especially with like I, I totally agree with a lot of the discourse you all had last week about the the final fight, how it's maybe this is a hot take on my part. I kind of feel like on average the le- the last third of a marvel film is usually its weakest in that like you said for some reason it always Kevin has and I to have be- talked about that yeah. all the it, time it always yeah, has we to agree. be a big fight and there are exceptions like the aforementioned doctor strange dormammu stuff that when that happens you're like oh mm-hmm. this is great this is unconventional and latanya I-, I totally get your points about how it was fantastic to see two women be the one to really you know 
go not necessarily fist, more so like great balls of fire in that regard. For me, yeah. the the whole problem was the rhythm of it. Like a fight is supposed to be a piece of music, and it felt like we were changing keys every four measure with like first you get hit by a car and then a couple scenes and then oh we're going back to Salem and then we're coming back. So I think if you throw in like a, a kaiju battle with a giant thing <laughs> or scratchy, like I love it. It's that's not yeah. that's something they haven't done Some before. Some type of giant demon being thrown into the battle would be great because it involved like Jimmy and Darcy too. Yeah. This whole deleted scene. Yeah. So I, I, I read some theorizing that uh people thought that maybe Cat Deddings like couldn't be on set for whatever reason, which is why they sort of like tacked on like Darcy hitting Hayward with the funnel cake truck. That's why I don't think you ever see Cat Deddings in the same shot as anybody else in the finale. No, that's probably also true. Like that yeah. so th- it was the combination of COVID and uh you know, shutting down the production and people's schedules, like People who are on Marvel are clearly in demand. Yeah. Um. But yeah, come on. Where I. All right. We're going to have to raise the money for this. Yeah. No, <laughs> we think. don't. Marvel's this got is, this. This is the most important cause of our time. This is not. They're okay. This is not. Release the Feige cut. Release the Feige cut. I think this is the Feige You threw the screen. this is the Feige cut. Oh, don't activate Kevin. A couple of final goodbyes from the listeners. Uh. This is from Ariel. Uh, it's like I always say, if it makes me cry, I cannot deny. Okay, I never say that. But emotionally, <laughs> Ariel's the best. The Ariel that does not suck. Ariel says, emotionally, this 100% hit me in the feels and was so well earned as far as Wanda and Vision's histories and emotional journeys. Journeys, uh, Such a sweet goodbye and hello. I've always loved them together and now so much more. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll leave it to Zach for our final piece of feedback. Um, Zach P who wrote in this quote really stuck out to me in the finale we've said goodbye before so it stands to reason we will say hello again maybe they meant it literally but I took it metaphorically sort of like Desmond see you in another life brother we say goodbye to family members pets friends etc and we hope to say hello to them again sometime just another quote on grief that really stood out to me uh, you just I think, really had to end it on Lost, didn't you, Josh? You did yes, that on purpose. Really you actually, you really actually didn't to. do it on hey, purpose. You know, but- it's his last podcast and everything is super for <laughs> time. It was just as, it's still kind of your birthday. Um, uh, so. It isn't, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, quite literally, it's, it's not. But I, it's I, LT, I definitely appreciate what you're going for there, though. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I, It's nice to know at the end of the day we've got each other's backs. Their birthdays uh, for like weeks on end. I know. No, I know. Uh, but I do suppose uh, that is a good uh, opportunity for me to say we have said goodbye before at the end of podcasts. Uh, so it stands to reason I shall say hello again sometime, but for now, this is goodbye for me to everything is super for a minute. Really, really pumped to see how Falcon the Winter Soldier takes shape and really excited to see how the podcast tape takes shape. Um, Mike, just keep it like tight. Rein it in. Don't go too full bloom, please. Don't go full bloom. Do it. Do it. Do it. Please. Oh, yes, Josh, you know I can absolutely do that. Oh, no God. <laughs> just give be cool. me the keys and I'll handle this baby totally. Be fine. cool. Right. Be Not a cool. On her. Be cool. Yeah, thanks, Cameron. Be cool. <laughs> yeah. When Mike Bloom went to anyway, uh, exactly. no, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm podcast through the window right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. re- I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to hear what Kevin thinks. I'm really excited to hear what Latanya thinks. Like it's just gonna be, it's gonna be fun as a listener. I'm really pumped about it, uh, and I, I know the podcast is in uh, beautiful wings instead of hands. Uh, 
beautiful talons. Uh-huh. Did we all yeah. grow wings during yeah. this podcast? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I love, I, love, I love everyone on this podcast. If if you will indulge me, I will just take a, a moment to single one person out that uh, a big piece of why I have been as sane as I have been, which is to say not totally sane over the course of the pandy has been that for every, basically every single week for a year, I have talked to Kevin. Uh, you know, I have spent like an hour at least talking to Kevin, who is like one of my oldest friends at this point, uh, going back over a decade. And Kevin, like the saddest thing about this for me to like actually be sentimental towards you for a second is that like, I won't podcast with you for a few weeks. Josh, and I don't like that. Uh, literally before this podcast, Rob and I were talking about that for a while. Just the fact that like, cause you know, telling her that, uh, you're stepping back for understandable reasons and everything. Um, and she's just like, oh, my God, this means that, like, you and Josh are not going to be talking for the first time in, like, In, like, like the, this whole mess. Yeah. Like, this whole it mess. Is, it is very... It, you've it was been a, a constant for me. You yeah. really have. Like, you've been, like, I think, like, we were, we were, you know, we've been tight for years. But I think, like, this has, like, tightened us even more, which is odd because I used to, like, see you, like like six times a year for yeah. a week at a time I'd live with you guys. Uh, and like in this strange way, like I feel like this is just like, you know, strengthened our bond even more. So I'll be back for sure because you're not going to keep me away from Kevin Mahadeo for too long. I think. Yeah, the, I would not accept that. Or I'm just going to start texting you at odd hours of the night. Be like, Hey man, how's it, how's it going? Yeah. You know, right? you know like, what, what is a podcast if not friendship perseverance? Yeah. I, I hope so. I hope that that's the case. Please, please podcast, that. that's, two guys that's like working that's my motto. Their situations yeah. together. Yeah. Yeah. But Kevin, I hate to admit it publicly. I will. I will miss talking to you every week. Very, very, very much. So well, let's tape it back now. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's out there so, in the universe. Uh, but I'll take be it back. It's already I'll, out there. I'll be back, much like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Uh, <laughs> or plenty, King George, depending on your uh, <laughs> plenty of things. Plenty of things happening in post show recaps land. To list them all would be to spend another 20 minutes here. Uh, so just go and <laughs> seek out the stuff. There's so much good stuff. There's incredible stuff. The Discord is crazy. You want to be there even if you don't think that you do, you do. Trust me, you do. <laughs> Patreon.com slash post show recaps where you can hang out with all four of us on the reg. We're always available to talk to you about your favorite shows. We play Dungeons and Dragons. We uh, have crazy casino games. Like the Discord is truly the happiest place on the internet. Uh, and I will certainly be there giving you my takes on Falcon the Winter Soldier in text form, if not in podcast form. So consider signing up. Support the podcast. Patreon.com slash post show recaps. I will uh, at this point say farewell. Shall see you again. And the podcast will return with the three of these incredible people talking Falcon and the Winter Soldier next week. Until then, everybody, take care. Bye-bye! I don't know why I always say, like, I'm flying away. I guess it is more appropriate since... In this case, you're you're falling off a helicarrier this time. I'm falling off a helicarrier. Bye-bye! Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.